0: welcome to episode one of the, the crypticast Cat. i'm Jana, as you guys know
1: and i'm steven
0: and we're about to start with episode one i'm a little nervous
1: i am too
0: um so yeah we don't have any sponsors we don't have anything fun yet because this is our first episode um but we're excited to share with you guys our love for cryptology 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 how Do you pronounce it
1: cryptid all ol- cryptid zoology is the study <laughs> of the uh, of, like the physical nature of cryptids? So it's like every other ology has to do with uh, animals and the study of them,
0: yeah. And I'm supposed to be the one in college, so <laughs> um, but yeah, we're excited. I'm excited, see It's excited, I'm
1: very excited. Um, I hope this. I hope this is interesting for other people to listen to and it's not just us rambling for 45 minutes to an hour.
0: It'll probably be just us rambling. It might be. That's okay. We hope you guys enjoy it. It's just two people chit-chatting around about stuff we like. Um and taking breaks, making out, hanging out, chilling. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you I guess we
1: started then.
0: Because we don't have anything else to talk about yet, not, we don't have not any really. like
1: not, nothing pressing.
0: Yeah, we don't have anything to tell you guys about. Nothing exciting. Um, a I guess we could. Next month. We are getting a kitten. We're super excited about that. And in about a month, we're getting a kitten. Our
1: cat's not going to be very excited about it though. I, I already know because yeah. uh, he is. Uh, he's already went through that once before, and he does not like uh, kittens. Or other food. cats. He's just a bully, kind of. He's so. a big
0: chonky boy, though. He
1: is very chonky. You could slap the sides of him. You can hear him, like, a, you know, you hear a real fatty, <laughs> hollow noise because he's so full of, you know, cat food, so.
0: Because <laughs> he's a big chonky boy he's eating right now. If that tells you anything.
1: He's eating um, not even Fancy feasts. It's like, <laughs> you can't even afford Fancy Feast right now, so.
0: Yeah, it's cheap stuff that I bought at the store. I think uh, it's Frisk, though. It's, that's not too cheap. Yeah,
1: but that Frisky's cat was always kind of, you know, like, it, it was always tried to made made to make you feel like, oh, this is the fancy stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he, like, walked because Because was like,
1: of... all, like, fancy. He's got, like, a little silver polished <laughs> bell and explain stuff. Explain what I'm doing. Right now. No, like, he'd, like, walk around like he had, like, a stick in his butt. Like, <laughs> like
0: he was fancy.
1: Right, like he was a fancy cat. And always the lady would ring the little bell, and Frisky would come coming, and he'd <laughs> come over. Explain what I'm over. doing right now. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you'd call that like kneading i guess like how <laughs> cats need when they want yeah, something to smell like them <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it's like uh it's just made made to make people feel a type of way about a cat food which is kind of silly but uh you know people I mean, like their pets you so.
0: gotta sell
1: it sell that cat food you gotta get that cat food money
0: kind of like we're trying to sell this podcast yeah um yeah i guess i could start if you'd yeah, like to sure um well do we need a break or do you want to just get into it, get into it. okay <laughs> He walked away, but I guess I'm gonna start for you guys. Um, so, I'm gonna be talking about Mothman, obviously. What else would I talk about? And so, I'm excited. Steven, if you ever want to chime in, just chime in when you feel like it. I got most of this info from from Prairie Ghost, Wikipedia, and then another site, which I have to pull back up, Um, but basically, I'm just gonna get right into the story. So November twelfth, nineteen sixty six, with five men digging a grave for burial near Clinton, West Virginia. West Virginians, I'm sorry, I'm basically one of you, but sometimes I do not know how to say things. I'm really bad at pronunciation. It's kind of
1: weird that West Virginia is such a like it's a it's a fairly large state, but there's not a lot of people that live there. Like a lot of things are really spread out. And so, where I come from in Ohio, everything's kind of on top of one another. I mean, I didn't grow up in Columbus, but I definitely grew up in a. Delaware was a small town when I when I was born here, and now it's very much like a not a small town anymore. It's expanded in every direction in the urban sprawl. Of things like I really feel like just people spreading out has limited the information with like things like this like with the advent of the internet people can are more connected than ever but it's like you don't hear new sightings of these of these creatures very often and i feel like that's a shame i feel like we've we've kind of lost something in that regard
0: well i know for aliens which is another one of the things i want to do because i love aliens but there's a whole website That has sightings on different, it's like OhioAliens.com, but it has updated sightings on there from every highway and every road in Ohio that you can possibly see them from. So I like to look on there a lot because like 33 drives right past my house. So it's cool to see when people- I mean,
1: 33 is across the entire state. Yeah. I mean, it's- it's So it's
0: pretty cool to see when people see sightings on 33 because like, that's something I really am familiar with because that's how I drive to work. That's how I drive to school. That's how I drive everywhere. So I take 33.
1: Yeah. That was a road I used to take a lot. Uh when I was a locator, so I understand that. But
0: um, anyway, yep. so when something that so we're at Clenden West Virginia. Um, and they said something looked like a brown human being and it lifted off some nearby trees and flew over their heads. Um the men obviously were baffled and so would I be if a seven foot man like creature flew from a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, And it did not appear to be a bird, more like a man with wings. So I like to picture an angel, a brown, mud-covered angel (laughs) flew over them. It was like, hey, what's up, guys? What's happening?
1: Right, it's very interesting to me because, I mean, back in that time, you, I guess... You know someone could say okay well these guys you know they're from small town west virginia they might not know all the birds that are in the area but it's like if these are people these are more than one person agreeing that hey that's not a bird i'd be more than likely to believe them but at the same time it's like people say oh well you know there are lots of different types of birds there that most people don't know about like sandhill cranes i've heard the mothman uh All the stories.
0: I stopped him because I am going to finish telling the story before he tells my story for me. So, um, a few days later, more sightings took place, as we all know, um, and it- kind of shocked the whole region like i know my stepdad has told me about it and everything so um three days after that so it was on november 12th three days later on november 15th two young couples from point pleasant roger and linda scarberry which i know a lot of scarberries but i don't know roger and Linda, and Stephen mary mallet spotted two large eyes that were attached to something that was shaped like a man but bigger maybe six or seven feet tall and had two big wings folded against its back and that is a quote from them what they told the police when they called it in um and they drove past the abandoned tnt plant which if you know the mothman story you know that is where mothman is supposedly lives and he lives in the old tnt cave and things like that i've been there a few times it is kind of creepy but i've never seen mothman or anything that could be attributed to him so their creature moved towards the door and they were scared, shitless. That's what I wrote. And then as they're driving, they spread their wi- it spread their wings, and it rose into the air following with their car which was now traveling over 100 miles per hour and so one of the one of the two groups of couples that they didn't write this down but they said the bird kept right up with them as they drove
1: they thought it was a bird right
0: well they just called it a bird like they said it was like a bird but bigger but that, than a
1: man but it was bigger than a man had bright red eyes yeah they like did, that's an important part of it the,
0: the deputy sheriff millard house step um that was the sheriff at the time and took their statements said that it followed them down highway 62 right to the point Ple- pleasant <laughs> point, <Pleady. laughs> point pleasant city limits um and then they would not be the only ones to report a creature that night uh there was another group of four witnesses claimed to see the bird three different times that night and the same night at 10 30 p.m this is a different story and it's a little crazier while partridge a local building contractor who lived in salem which we have a place called salem center that salem is kind of known for and it's where a lot of people live it's like an apartment complex it's real nice um so everybody's from like salem center we all live in salem center blah 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 so we talk a lot about salem center where i'm from but which is in salem west virginia which is where this guy was from which is right next to point um it's 90 miles from point pleasant but for that for us in that part of ohio and west virginia 90 miles is like right next door so
1: yeah but in reality i mean so it's like uh it's
0: about an hour and a half away but about an
1: hour and a half drive so.
0: but it's still all right we're all we're all connected a little bit um so he was working
1: where, where is this in relation to Lake pleasant is it south or
0: Um, it just says about 90 miles away i oh, didn't
1: really okay. look
0: it up but i think it's like east like it's like all on this road like okay. they drive through salem to get to kentucky yeah so salem's right there. We drive through Point. Like, from my house, we go through from my house to Galplus to Point to Salem Center. And, obviously, I'm not gonna be very- you're not- I'm not gonna know everything. I'm not gonna know all the facts. This isn't a research podcast. This is a let's tell stories and bullshit podcast. So, I'm just warning you guys in advance that if I don't know something, feel free to let me know. But, also, don't expect me to know everything because- not fair for either of us to be expected to All know right. everything exactly um we're not paid researchers we're just two kids having fun um he said that he was watching television with the screen when the screen suddenly went dark and if you see the movie this is in the movie so the guy sits in this kid living room and the tv like goes ksh- and then it goes dark and so
1: the movie you're talking about this is the Mothman. Prophecies. Yeah. I thought you should probably mention that which movie. So we <laughs> yeah,
0: people just are, don't think is-
1: that there's just like every like there's like more than one Mothman movie that I'm not aware of. So
0: well, there are more than one. Movie.
1: Well, yeah, but, the one, lot, but the one that you're speaking about main the main Hollywood one, which would be the Mothman, Mothman prophecies. prophecies.
0: Okay. which is based off the book. There's a book called The Mothman Prophecies as well, but it's based loosely off the book, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so he said that. There was a weird pattern that filled his screen, and then he heard a loud whining sound from outside. Um, And it sounded like a generator winding up, he said. And so he later, his dog began to howl out from the front porch, and he went outside to see what was going on. He saw a bandit, his dog Bandit, was facing the barn about 150 yards away. He was like, what's going on? He saw two eyes that looked like bike reflectors. So he just kind of wrote it off as like two people riding down the road with bikes. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Especially when you live out in the country. You see all types of people. And he went back into his house for his gun. But then he was too scared to go outside. Which I would be too. I'm a big pansies. And then the next morning, his dog had disappeared.
1: Oh. So it was just
0: kind of gone. And so two days later, his dog had not still had not shown up when he was reading about the sightings that night and it all kind of came together
1: so, so he from he based thinks, off that he thinks what he saw you know was at that night might have been the mothman and so it sounds like the mothman might have taken this guy's dog
0: yeah or it's kind of crappy yeah it, he
1: yeah he ate the ate him or
0: yeah, yeah. so bandit was something. gone bye bandit Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, so, F- like, F-
1: is that like the buy thing on Facebook? <laughs> like uh, the old people Facebook <laughs> thing, where the lady complains that her her she's sad because her like son in law died or something, and uh, somebody put on Facebook they used one of the weird stickers that Facebook has <laughs> of a blue dog waving bye, but the <laughs> blue dog is like super happy, oh and it God. was one of their friends. <laughs> And they actually like commented, and it said "bye" and like it was a gif of a blue dog <laughs> waving, like with a happy face, <laughs> like, which is kind of crappy because like the people on the Facebook were like, "I can't believe that you would send that to me. That's kind of insensitive, you yeah. know." Like my my son died, but or their son old, died, or something. But if they're old, sometimes
0: they just yeah. Don't I mean, know how that's Facebook like a works. thing. Like old
1: people Facebooks a, a Reddit page that I've. I mean, I'm not seen in a lot, but I've. I visited it like once or twice, but that's definitely a thing. People don't understand you know, the connotation of some stickers might not be acceptable for yeah. death or you know, things like that. But
0: but you know, it's old people, so right. On November sixteenth, the preference Press conference was held in the county courthouse.
1: Well, yeah, because like, it's like, you gotta think, a lot of these people are coming forward with these sightings, so...
0: Yeah, so... Someone's
1: gotta say something about it yeah. on the official record.
0: And the couples from TNT plant the TNT plant, sighting repeated their story to everybody, and Halstead, again, um, took them very seriously, and he said, They've never been in any trouble. He told investigators, What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, even if I've been in trouble... Like, you should still believe my story. I don't care.
1: I mean, yeah, like, if, if you got, like, you know, if you got, like, you know, like, ten, basically, we're talking about, like, ten, ten separate, or ten people. No, now, it's full, only,
0: right now, it's only, well, I guess you're right, ten. Yeah, ten, because you got the four
1: couple, you got two couples of four, so you, you mean have. mean
0: two couples. Well. Two, so it four people. Oh. But yeah,
1: you said it was two couples at a time, and then another two couples saw it, right? No,
0: it's the first five, and then two couples, but they they didn't really talk after that. so, well, so we it's don't like know, okay, so
1: it's like seven sightings, then, right?
0: Yeah, at this point, because it's the five people, then it's and you got to think this is that, night. This is not the scarberries and the malts, the malts, and then it's and this that is all man. taking
1: place in what a fifty mile area? Yeah, maybe
0: and within three days
1: within three days so yeah it would make sense like it doesn't make a lot of sense but it would make sense that the people would uh the government in charge local government would have to be like yeah we got to say something about this because it's like people you don't want people panicking you know
0: right
1: you don't want people thinking you know at that time during the cold war people might think that the russians are attacking point pleasant for some reason or another but
0: well it would be because we have power plants down there all over the place like they say if anybody's going to attack, after they attack the major cities, they'll attack us because we power three fourths of the country.
1: Right, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to be, a, I'm not trying to be rude about it or anything, but it's like besides the power plants down there in you know West Virginia, there's really not a whole lot anymore. Well, it's I mean, the all river. The, a lot of times though. From a my-
0: place from north. Well, yeah. To south. That's from, what I mean.
1: But from- besides the power plants, there's not a whole lot down there anymore. Well,
0: the river. The
1: the rivers there, yes. But the what I'm trying to allude to is that the coal mines, a lot of those have been shut down.
0: But uh, they weren't in 1966.
1: They were still open.
0: Yeah, they would have been. Coal mines just recently shut down in southeastern Ohio, and still most of them are open in the oh. south south.
1: Edit all this. Can you do that? You I do don't that? know. Okay, you're gonna have to figure it out. Anyway, uh. So, yeah, but, I mean, you got you have to think a government, a government would have to respond if there was this many people in a small town, in a small area like that. I mean, relatively small, 50, 50 miles square,
0: 90,
1: 90 miles square is a pretty relatively small area for, you know, yeah. even for West Virginia's standards. And uh, there's a lot of forests and a lot of unclaimed area that just hasn't been touched by that point. I mean still to this day most that out too.
0: <laughs> so that same oh wait. Oh, so he said they've never been in trouble and he told the investigators and they had no reason to doubt their story many of the reporters who were present for the weird recounting felt the same way um the news of the strange sightings spread around the world and the press dubbed the odd flying creature as the mothman so the press yet again strikes and gives them the reason to do to say something so um the area was made up of several hundred oh sorry okay so the remote abandoned oh i guess they got the mothman name from batman like a popular batman television series i didn't know that until i researched that's pretty cool um, so your Ma-
1: mothman was what a, a villain of batman's i'm
0: gonna assume so which is that makes sense
1: funny. because i mean a lot of time you got repetition with with a uh,
0: moth
1: and bat, Ma- Ma- moth man, Batman. They had an owl guy. His name was Owl Man. He wasn't very. <laughs>
0: yes, He's so, not yeah. as
1: interesting. I mean, you got a guy who you know sits on the you know telephone pole and goes, ooh, ooh. It's not very scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> not very villainy. You know? <laughs> not a very good villain for Batman to fight. You know? But he
0: does. Anyway, so I mean,
1: the good ones are like the Riddler and the Joker, but you know. Those are classics, obviously. They were trying to something else with this owl man business. But anyway, go ahead with your story. Sorry. So the
0: remote and abandoned TNT plant became the lair of the Mothman in the moss months left In the moss, the head. <laughs> in the months ahead. And it could not have picked a better place to hide in. Um, the area was made up of several acres of woods. Several hundred, sorry, acres of wood and large concrete domes. And I've been there and they're very high and very creepy Um, because they held explosives during World War II. So and there's tunnels that honeycomb through the area. And so it would make the possible it would make the creature not be able to see because it could just move through them. Um,
1: I mean, he wouldn't have to see is what you're trying to say, right?
0: No, not be seen.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, like he could go underground. What did I say? You said so that he could not see.
0: <laughs> oh, I would just say not be seen. Mm, yeah. Um, so, in addition to the man-made labyrinth, was there, labyrinth. whatever, the area was compromised to the McClinic Wildlife Station, a heavily afforded, forested animal preserve, which filled with woods, artificial palms, ponds, ponds, and steep ridges and hills. Much of the property was almost inaccessible. Without a doubt, Mothman could have hide. High- its head Or months. (laughs) Or remain totally unseen forever if you wanted to.
1: It's true. He could have never came out. Why did he come out now?
0: Well, we're going to get to that. So...
1: Yeah, get to the big thing that happened.
0: I think everybody who's listening to this podcast knows what happened, but...
1: The Silver Bridge.
0: Why are you telling my story? Do you want to tell them? So, anyway, (laughs) there was a dirt road that was called Lover's Lanes. That's how a lot of local teenagers spotted this man, this moth (laughs) man. Um, So, very few homes could be found in this region. But one... Belonged to Ralph Tom to the Ralph Thomas family so I guess Ralph Thomas and his family I don't know why that's probably copy and paste so again on November 16th they spotted a funny red light in the sky that moved and hovered above the TNT plane plant and they said it wasn't an airplane um, but we couldn't figure out what it was um, so this lady mrs. Bennett drove to the Thomas house a few minutes later and got out of a car with her baby and suddenly, a figure stirred near the automobile, and it seems as though it would be lying down. It rose up slowly from the ground—a big gray thing, bigger than a man, with terrible glowing eyes.
1: Ooh, So okay.
0: I remember that in the movie, she was like at her friend's house, and they got all caught in that thing. Like, yeah, came after her, and it was like a jump scare.
1: Yeah, they do that a lot in you know movies—jump scares. It's a cheap way to scare people, but yeah. uh, it works sometimes.
0: Mrs. Bennett was horrified that she dropped her little girl. That's what it said on the article. What a
1: shitty mom, <laughs> am I right? You have to scare me pretty hard for me to drop my kid. Like, uh, it'd have to be a lot going on.
0: She re- quickly recovered, picked up her child, and ran to the house. The family locked everyone inside, but hysteria gripped them as the creature shuffled onto the porch and peered into the windows. I feel like I'm telling a scary story at a freaking campfire.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> It's the way people, people, though, recount their stories that that make them more scary, I feel like.
0: So, the police were summoned, but the Mothman had vanished by the time the authorities had arrived. of course. Yeah, of course. Mrs. Bennett would not recover from the incident for months and was, in fact, so distraught that she stopped medical attention for her to deal with her anxieties. We all... Trust me. If I saw so, something like
1: that, I'd have anxiety. I'd be wrecked for a couple months, like the <laughs> Mrs. Bennett
0: care. But she was tormented by frightening dreams. The leader told investigators that she believed the creature had visited her own home too. She said that she could often hear a keening sound, like a keen keening.
1: Yeah, keening.
0: Sounds like a woman screaming near her isolated. That's kind of creepy. I that's wouldn't be happy creepy. with that. Many well, I mean, who this.
1: knows? That could be unrelated. But if you're already kind of have anxiety about yeah. something, everything's gonna seem connected.
0: Well, well, this is goes into the next thing. A lot of people thought that it was UFO sightings and encounters with Men in Black. But as we know now, Men in Black are researchers that come from the government. Not, not anything that has to do with UFOs. They try to get you to talk about UFOs, and then, which is but that,
1: that that's a movie though.
0: No, but it's all based off of,
1: like... Really? Yeah. So people really think there's men in black?
0: Mm-hmm. There's a it's lot not of sightings. Tommy...
1: What's-his-name and Will Smith? Mm.
0: No, no. They really okay. think so. I
1: didn't know that. I, I don't know that much about, like, Roswell or stuff like... That. Well, in maybe I'll have to do so
0: an episode story about UFOs. Um, So... N- anyway... Um, a lot of people talked about how this could be, like, UFOs and movements and a guy named John Keel... Um, talked extensively about Mothman, and he written for many years about UFOs, but doesn't misses the standard extraterrestrial theories. He believes that intervention with mysterious strangers and lot... None of this matters. Hang on, let me go farther down. Yeah. So, Keel became the major chronicle- chronicler of the Mothman case and wrote that, wrote that at least 100 people personally witnessed the creature between November 1966 and November 1967, so only for a year. Um, a, there was a hundred people in a year.
1: That's, that's, a, on, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Like, for... Especially because there's nothing before, and then there wasn't a nothing whole lot after.
0: after. Yeah, it was just for that year. There was a hundred. So, according to their reports, the creature stood between five and seven feet tall, was rather than a man, and shuffled on human legs. Its eyes were set near the top of its shoulders like a bat, and had bat-like wings that glided rather than flapped when it flew. Strangely, though... It was able to ascend straight up like a helicopter. Um, so instead of like having to and,
1: like take off, take off, take it could just go trip. straight up. Yeah.
0: Um, the Mothman was apparently incapable of speech and gave off a screeching sound. Mrs. Bennett stated it sounded like a woman screaming. And John Keel arrived in Point Pleasant in December of nineteen sixty-six, and immediately began collecting reports of Mothman sightings and even UFO reports from before the creature was seen, so that he could try to put it together chron- chronologically. Um, but he's the one who said that it had nothing to do with that. So, obviously, he would know. But he came right after, like, the first start of the sightings. Right. Like, from November. He was there in December. So, that's pretty cool. Um, it's
1: very interesting.
0: So, lights had been seen in the skies, particularly around the TNT plant. Um, and cars that passed along the nearby roads sometimes stalled without explanation. So, it kind of is like...
1: Like an almost, like a photo, like a e- electromagnetic... Mm-hmm. sort of disturbance that maybe he could have, like uh, yeah. some type of power that he may possess.
0: But it could also just... If he's real.
1: I mean, if he's real. I I'm, I think he's real.
0: But also could just be because it's
1: the TNT
0: been- plant. Where radiation was out because of explosives. It's true. So it could just. Be and happened. I
1: guarantee it was nineteen seven. What sixty something? Sixty six. They didn't just have TNT up in that plant. They well, had some. Well, they
0: talked about explosion. Like they kept stuff for World War Two, so of course they had nuclear
1: stuff. They had some stuff in there. That's what I'm saying. They had some high explosives. TNT is yeah. very you know lightweight when it comes to explosivity. At that time, there was a lot more. Potent yeah. Stuff.
0: So. Another family that lives close, James Leely and his family, talked about bizarre events that took place. TNT, that made them sell their home because it was so, um, so I don't really know. When I went there, nothing really happened, but, um, so a reporter named Mary Heyer, who was the Point Pleasant correspondent for the Athens, Ohio newspaper, the messenger, wrote extensively about the local sightings. In fact, that one very active weekend, she was the de- Deluged with over 500 phone calls from people who saw strange sightings, strange lights in the sky. Um, one November in January 1967. So just a few months after it happened, she was working late in her office at the county courthouse, and a man walked in the door. He was very short with glasses, had a long, had long black hair that was cut squarely like a bull cut, but it was long. So I don't know how that works. Um, and said so she said that he spoke with a low, halting voice, and he asked directions to West Welsh, West Virginia. She thought that some sort of speech impediment, and for some reason, he terrified her. He kept getting closer and closer to me, she said, um, and he had funny funny alarm. Alarmed, she summoned the newspaper circulation manager to her office. Together, they spoke to the little strange man. She said at one point in the discussion, she answered the telephone when it rang, and she noticed the little man pick up a pen from her desk. He looked at it in amazement, as if he had never seen a pen before. Um, so then he grabbed the pen, laughed loudly, and ran out of the building. So that's kind of weird.
1: That's the Mothman that she thinks this. That, well,
0: she thinks that this man has something to do with Mothman.
1: Oh, you could cover
0: up for him or something. Yeah, or like he, like, you know, how UFOs can shapeshift and stuff. Sh-
1: shapeshift? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize UFOs could do that.
0: Yeah. Well, you really don't know anything about UFOs, do you?
1: I don't. Really, I'm not really interested in UFOs. I'm more interested in cryptids.
0: Well, they are technically a group, yeah, a little bit different,
1: though.
0: Anyway, um, so that's kind of weird. I think that's something to do with it. Um, anyway, he appeared to be startled when he realized that she was watching him, turned away, quickly ran. For a large black car until they came around the corner, the little man climbed in and quickly drove away. By the time most of the sightings had come to an end, Muffman had faded away in the strange twilight zone from which he had come. But the story of Point Pleasant had not yet ended. At around 5 o'clock in the evening on December 15th, 1967, so, so about a year and a half later, uh, or a year and a month later, the 700-foot bridge linking Point Pleasant to Ohio suddenly The collapsed. Silver
1: Bridge.
0: Yes, while filled with rush hour traffic. So, dozens of cars plunged in the darkness of the Ohio River and 46 people were killed. Some of those bodies were never recovered, two of them, and the other 44 are buried together in the town center. Cemetery of Gallipolis, Ohio, and you can still visit them today. On the same tragic night, the James Lilley family, who still lived near TNT plant at the time, had more than 12 eerie lights that flashed above their home and vanished into the forest um so that's kind of
1: 12 is a bit more than two so do they think there's more i
0: don't know if they think there's more if they think that it's part of the ufo theory um so during this this was the 15th um and during christmas week a short dark-skinned man entered the office of mary high he was dressed in a black suit with a black tie she said that he looked vaguely, vaguely oriental he had high cheekbones narrow eyes and unidentified accent he was not interested in the bridge disaster she said I want to know more about the local UFO sighting. Hire was too busy to talk with the man and she handed her she handed him a file of related press clippings he said he was not interested in them and insisted on speaking with her. She finally dismissed him to from her office. So, that kind of connects to the men in black theory of this man in a black suit, black glasses. Yeah, but
1: there was two of them. There was a small man
0: who had already came to talk.
1: So, he they think so this conspiracy theory that you're talking about. They think that
0: well, black, Men in Black as a conspiracy theory that's more than just connected to them. Okay. So, who was the Mothman? Who was the Mothman and what was behind the Stranger Man? Quite pleasant. Whatever the cra- creature may have been, it seems clear to the Mothman with no hoax. I think we can all agree with that, that it was a true thing. I mean, um, it, I could
1: say, like, it might be a hoax if they had, like, you know, maybe, like, five people in, in total. all. But by this point in time, it had well, been over more than, like, five people. It, it, it had been a lot of different instances and a lot of people occur uh, reporting strange sightings around this you know munitions plant and uh, I, I mean I, I I think he's I think it's real I, I don't know if it wasn't real I don't know what how you could explain it I guess there's tons of ways but um, yeah I I really do yeah think that that's part of it
0: so um there were too too many they say that it's not a hoax and there were simply too many credible witnesses who saw something um something's in quotes and it was suggested at the time that the creature may have been a sandhill crane which while they are not native to the area could have migrated south from canada and that was one explanation anyway although it was um that was rejected by the mothman witnesses that they said it looked nothing like
1: but but i mean you should say that that crane has a dusty, a dusty, like, white complexion. And he's and big. Ha- and is is a large bird, a very large red, bird. Red
0: and has red patches on his eyes.
1: super bright red patches on his eyes. But, I mean, they wouldn't be reflective in the light. So, you know, you could say that that wasn't necessarily well, the case. But well, people, your eyes can play tricks on you, so.
0: But the people who saw it. Right, well, the exactly. The 100 people That's who saw I mean. it said that it wasn't that. So. Right, I mean, science can chalk it up to that. Other people say that it's been, like, uh, an owl or something else.
1: Yeah, but I mean, owls are, aren't that aren't bigger than a man.
0: But owls can be. They Their wingspans
1: be can be, but the owl itself is still only maybe four feet tall yeah. at most, but, at the head. So.
0: But there could be logical explanation for some of the sightings. Even John Keel, who believed the creature was genuine, suspected that a few of the cases involved people who were spooked by recent reports of install flying owls, so... Um, right. And even so, Mothman remains hard to easily dismiss. The case is filled with impressive numbers of multiple witnesses, sightings by individuals who were deemed reliable, even by law enforcement officials. Uh, but if Mothman was real, he was truly some identified creature that cannot be explained. What was behind the UFO sightings, the poltergeist reports, the strange lights, sounds of the men in black, and... Most horrifying, the collapse of the Silver Bridge. John Kill believes that the point that Point Pleasant was a window area, a place uh, marked by long periods of strange sightings, monster reports, and coming from going.
1: A window area, like meaning that it's a portal
0: Um, into other
1: other realities.
0: No, a window area is just somewhere that extraterrestrial life. And I say that doesn't necessarily have to be like universal. Like okay, so it's not like a window
1: into another reality.
0: No, I think that's what I,
1: that's what I took from the email no, saying window. No, I think a
0: when I think of a window like just a hot spot. Okay. For like paranormal, crypto, okay, you know, that. lots of different things. So it's like a window, like a, like a hot, like a hub. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Um,
0: and he states that it may be wrong to blame the collapse of the bridge on the local UFO sightings, but the intense activity in the area at the time does suggest some sort of connection. Others have pointed to another supernatural link to the strange happenings namely the events on the legendary Cornstalk curse that was placed on Point Pleasant in the 1770s. That's another story that is a curse, so we probably won't get to it on here, but we might. And if such, such things can happen in West Virginia, then why not everywhere else in the c- country? Can these window areas explain other phantom attackers, mysterious creatures, mad gassers, and more that have been reported all over America? Perhaps they can, can, but consider this. We have to consider an even more chilling question. Where will the next window area be? It might be a benefit to study your local sightings and weird events a little bit Oh, okay. So, um, this is just a few things I want to add to that. Because Point Pleasant is the most reliable, but a lot of times people during Chernobyl, so in the 1986, they saw things that looked like Mothman. Um, 9-11, there were rumors of... People seeing it in New York around the time and Well people aren't suggesting
1: that Mothman's
0: No, he's warning. So I'll tell my theory in just a second. Okay. Swine flu outbreak in Mexico. Um, I remember when that happened, I got the swine flu. So those are just Yeah, I got it really bad. It was real bad. Are you kidding? Mm mm. I had the swine flu, I'll never get it again, but I had it. I had the regular flu and then I got the swine flu two weeks How do you
1: know? Did the doctor tell you you had a swine flu? Yeah. That's fucking- I caught crime.
0: it from school. That's
1: fucking stupid. That's so,
0: crazy. So, my theory, to wrap the, my story up, and then we'll take a little break and see when I'll call it his story, but, um, basically, I believe that Mothman is like a fallen angel. You know, they say a lot of fallen angels became dark and lost and confused.
1: But would he become a moth, though?
0: Or well- Or do you think that's
1: just how he appears to I people? think that's
0: just how he appears, because of the red eyes, which makes sense if he's wanted to be evil and decided not to be um, and the angel, the wings would be angel-like, and if it's a man, angels aren't really men; they're made to look like men, but they're not. They're bigger than men. That's just what some people say he looked like, and that's just what they. I
1: mean, I think drew I think, him to look like. I think if, if you got a thing going around, I think it looks probably pretty similar to this statue.
0: Maybe, but I. I mean, I mean
1: I, it would make that's the, just what that the, would make the most sense.
0: The artist who opened the museum made that drawing of him. That's just what a drawing of him like. That's what people interpret. There's
1: also a cast of of an actual statue. The one... The, the the statue at Point Pleasant is much more sinister looking than this statue. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got, like, fucking... Feet. He's scary.
0: He's more human-like, too. Oh,
1: God, yeah. Like, this is a... That, that human, looks like, like a big
0: moth with some legs. That's what it looks well, like. Well, he's
1: got hands, too, you know? You yeah, know he just
0: me? looks like a, a moth. Anyway, my theory is that he's a fallen angel, and that he was there to warn... Point Pleasant about what was there, what was about to happen, which I kind of guess I'm biased because that's kind of what the Mothman prophecies try to portray as well. Like, they start talking to Mothman, humane main characters do, they start, like, connecting with him, and then he goes away, and then the bridge falls. So, yeah. I think, like, that might be why, because I watched that when I was 10 years old, <laughs> and so, like, kind of- a lot of it in
1: your heart, yeah. so.
0: So, but that's kind of what I believe happened, is that he was a fallen angel, and he was trying to save them. Save all the people. So, yeah, that's my Mothman story, and we're going to take a quick break, um, and we'll be right back. Are you ready to start recording? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to sit back, relax, enjoy a little, a little sippy of some water, and just lay back here and listen to your story. All
1: right. All right. Okay, so the cryptid today that I will be talking about is the Bear Lake Monster. Uh, For those that don't know, Bear Lake is a natural freshwater lake uh, on the Idaho-Utah border. It is the second largest lake in Utah after uh, Utah Lake. The lake has been called the Caribbean of the Rockies due to its unique turquoise-blue color which is due to the refraction of calcium carbonate uh, deposits suspended in the lake. So there's like lots of limestone kind of present in the lake water. It's suspended, and uh, people have called it essentially the Car- Ca- Caribbean of Utah. Um, that will become important later. So basically, um, did
0: you call it the Caribbean of Utah?
1: That's what it. That's what I've been told. The Caribbean, not of Utah. It's the Caribbean of the Rockies, actually, <laughs> the Rocky Mountains, which I've actually hiked through um, over a hundred miles of. Um, not that far north, though. I was I was closer down into New Mexico. I was at the uh, what they call the Sangria de Cristo, which means of uh, the Blood of Christ Mountains in uh, New Mexico. Fantastic place. Go if you like hiking. It's beautiful. There's uh, red fucking sandstone. It's just an amazing place. It's awesome. It's not to be missed. I know there's lots of places in Utah with sandstone as well, like uh, Bryce Canyon and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, uh, Bear Lake should be I should it should be said this is this is important to my story as well. Bear Lake is said to be over 250 thousand years old which meant there was you know at one point in time there might have been some type of evolutionary uh, offshoot of some animals that may have been prehistoric that survived the general ice ages and things of that nature um it actually exists because there is a part of the a there's a fault line that is slowly submerging the other uh, earth plate And It lets out lots and lots of limestone. It's grinded up, you know, underwater deep. This is a very deep lake. I want to say that uh, under the lake. Like
0: 50,000
1: feet? I don't think it's that deep. I don't want to I don't want to say that. It's that deep. Um, You know, I won't say it's that deep. This is all I'm saying. Um, This is uh, in Utah, near Bear Lake, Utah. Bear Lake, Utah is unique and the fact that it's a very old settlement in Utah uh, it goes back to the late 1800s. Um, and the first sighting of the Bear Lake, Utah monster, or the Bear Lake monster as it's known, uh, was in 1868. A man by the name of Joseph C. Rich, who wrote for the Deseret News, which is a, uh, a very early publication in that part of the country, said and he had quoted, he said, the Indians have a tradition concerning a strange serpent-like creature inhabiting the waters of Bear Lake. Now it seems that this water devil, as the Indians call it, has again made an appearance. A number of our white settlers declare that they have seen it with their own eyes. This Bear Lake monster, they now call it, is causing a great deal of excitement up here. And then he went on to basically say a lot of these sightings that he had seen. The article created quite panic, really, in Salt Lake City. And within a month, uh, within a month, they had sent reporters down from Salt Lake to talk to people, and nobody doubted this story. They'd all been like, "Yeah, we've heard these things," and there wasn't quite eyewitness accounts. Again, this was a guy writing for people that were maybe, you know, not. Uh, not quite intelligent enough uh, or educated. I wouldn't say intelligent enough. I would say educated enough to report these sightings. Um, so basically, some people have described it as not quite a Loch Ness monster because Loch Ness, as you know, has a very long neck, very wide body and flippers. Mm. Um, a lot of people have described this monster as being gray and black with a serpentine body. And more of a reptilian head, like an alligator or a gharial head. In the late eighteen hundreds, like eighteen eighty nine, these people, the people in the town, have sought to basically capture this monster and put him on display. At the time of uh, the circus at P. T. Barnum, uh, they wanted to sell this animal. So they wanted
0: to take this animal. That was like tormenting them in the lake or whatever that they'd seen. Yeah, they wanted and to. They wanted to capture the, it, take it out of the water, sell it to PT Barnum.
1: Yeah, PT Barnum, as you know, Barnum and Bailey, yeah, the, the circus guy, the circus. which is yes. now again not again history does not history kind of is on the wrong side of PT Barnum now, but at the time that was a major attraction for people. Yeah, I and these know, people I and mean, uh, these people in Utah sought sought the the notoriety and the fame of a tourist attraction to keep this animal in captivity for P. T. Barnum to maybe promote, hey, look, we have this weird prehistoric animal that no one's ever seen before. Is it real? Uh according to a lot of these reports, it's very real. Oh. The Church <laughs> of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormon oh, nice. Church. Yeah, well, they have a they have a bit of a hand in this. Uh Brigham Young which, uh, I don't know if you know, that. Brigham Young <laughs> University is a super big Mormon university. Brigham Young had, uh, is it he, like- he decided now that since all this was coming out down, not too far away from Salt Lake, there's also underground waterways.
0: Can t- I underground ch- you for a second? Yeah, please. go ahead. For Mormons, like the Mormon church school or whatever, Do
1: they all have to be Mormon to go there? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why it's called Brigham Young University. But, like,
0: for Christian schools.
1: I I know. I don't know. Maybe athletically they might not have to be, but I think, like, if you go there, chances are you're Mormon.
0: Okay.
1: So this goes on for a couple years. Uh, Brigham Young, uh, the president of the Church of Latter-day Saints... He was calling a lot of these sightings into question, and so he became very interested in uh, this monster and the people that had allegedly seen him in his eyes. Um, The number of appearances of lake monsters all across northern Utah caused some people to speculate that there might be an underground channel connecting the great salt lake and other water lake waterways to bear lake uh the interest well a lot of people have decided or have dis- the, the people the eyewitness accounts that there are um they've said that it's more of a serpentine type body oh. and then it has say that yeah that it has more than one set of f- major flippers oh. so Sorry, it's it like a kinda- it's like a long long bodied thing with a more of a crocodilian head, they've described. A lot of people have described more of a reptile so it's as like opposed those to
0: like, those those alligators from like Ice Age. <laughs> like, well, not not talking.
1: necessarily, but you yeah. Know
0: what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um. So the most the thing that people have described it being most like actually is a thing called a mosasaur, which is um. It's an dinosaur, it's, right. It's a dinosaur, but it's from the late, it's from the super late stages of, I believe, the Jurassic or Triassic. Um, And th- so there's a, there's a, in the same- This isn't s-
0: a dinosaur podcast, so.
1: No, it's not a, it's <laughs> not, it's not a dinosaur. Essentially, it's, it's, it's as much of a dinosaur as if Nessie exists. Okay. You know, yeah. that's a pleleosaur. This is a mosasaur. Okay. If Nessie exists, it's a ple- pleleosaur that has survived millions and millions of years past its- actual point of life which if it's real yeah it's very strange but unlike lake loch or unlike loch ness which is at points over a mile deep from what i understand which that'll be a later podcast i'm sure because i mean you can't talk you can't have a cryptic cast and and talk talk about about Nessie. but anyway i'll get back into my what i'm saying is so brigham young decided to investigate these claims to find out whether this was an honest tale of a serpent or only a fish story which is his quote, and he went so far as to send a a uh, a lot of rope, of large rope, of basically like um, the type of rope that they would use to, uh, you know, bind ship masts with mm-hmm. or use uh, rigging for sh- for for large ships. He had sent, he had bought a lot of that. He was a very wealthy man. He had bought a lot of that, and he had sent it to Paris, Idaho to aid in capturing this monster. Another local resident proposed using a large baited hook attached to a 20 foot cable and 300 yards of one inch rope at the end of which was to be a large buoy with a flagstaff inserted and an anchor to keep it in a perpendicular position. From one buoy, uh, basically be a hundred yards of rope to be extended to a tree on the shore. When captured, it was hoped that the monster could be exploited for its wondrous proportions in show business and, you know, to attract people like P.T. Barnum, the famous P.T. Barnum, obviously, of Barnum and Bailey uh, circus fame. Um, eventually, interest in the subject eventually died, died down. And way, 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 way later, over 30 years after all this happened, the guy who, Joseph C. Rich, had finally, he had admitted that the the first, his first story of this had all been a lie. And now um this is in conflict with what other people have said now. So he had made up he has said now this is a lie. I made all this up. But since that point that he started this business, Mm -hmm. other people have come forward and said that they've seen this creature. So now it's
0: like, did they just say that to say it? Right. But like or
1: did they get like a confirmation by it's like, yeah, I've seen some weird shit in this water, but it's like a lot of it doesn't add up people described seeing a 30 foot gray and black uh serpentine creature with four sets of flippers and a large many toothed mouth with beady eyes and uh they described it as as swimming very quickly about they they said basically like right under the water surface so you could see like a large wake you know when you see Uh things swim underwater you can see a large wake these people describe seeing a large wake um, behind the creature, and this is several years again. This is several years later. This is uh, now we are in right at the turn of the century in 1907. A letter that was published in a Logan, Utah, in Logan, Utah newspaper claimed that two men had seen the Bear Lake Behemoth attack their camp and kill one of their horses. Another two two groups of people have decide have uh, had reported that they had seen something as they were riding along the around the lake seen something that had matched their horse's speed and then beat their horse's speed through water and they claimed that they were going over 20 miles an hour on their horses which is a pretty good clip for a horse mm-hmm. so basically then the last recorded sighting of this creature has been in June 2002 where a bear lake business owner claims to have seen the monster. Uh, The Bear Lake has been talked about in several publications uh, and documentaries like the Animal Planet's Lost Tapes drama series in which it is depicted to be similar as a Mosasaur, which actually lines up with a lot of the eyewitness accounts. Um, So basically another reference that they had was that Bill Pecos, Pecos Bill which is a cow- Pecos
0: Bill? He's a cowboy.
1: He's a fake cowboy. I thought it
0: was
1: real. No, Pecos Bill is not a real cowboy. <laughs> like, Pecos Bill <laughs> is a tall tale, uh, similar oh. to Paul Bunyan. Uh, <laughs> Paul Bunyan
0: was real. There's a whole ass festival about it. Okay, but the Paul Bunyan festival.
1: But Paul Bunyan, and, a lot of his, a lot of his exploits have been uh, tall exaggerated. Tail,
0: yeah yeah over over years so pecos bill is probably real it was okay exaggerated. so like, so that there great.
1: is a there is a legend that said that pecos bill actually fought the creature for <laughs> days until he finally defeated it uh another thing that people are saying about this creature is that it's also uh i mean again more sightings of it have been boy scout camps and stuff like that and I mean, I don't know. If if this creature exists, chances are it has gills. Could not maybe it could flop on the land and kill somebody, but it never <laughs> killed anybody. Uh and in, in two thousand, I believe, eight, a uh, something washed ashore, and there's pictures of it online. And again, people are disputing this. No, this is not real. This is let not let the bear lake monster monster. People are saying that's a whale. That's that's not that's not the thing but i mean the thing about it is is even if it is just a big fish it doesn't make sense for people to be like oh it's just a reptile or a big snake um that water if you can see from that picture the water in that picture is not as clear as the water in the other picture for bear lake if the water is a bright it is a bright turquoise color because of the limestone you could see a gray monster yeah. a gray fish you could see a gray something in the water it's not like lake loch ness where the water is very dark and brackish this water is clear water this picture would be- um anyway people describe it as you know it's basically mm-hmm. a fish a crocodile it looks like, with- i'm
0: not kidding it looks like the thing if you have seen ice age and you know when it gets stuck under the water and he has to swim and those cro- old crocodiles came after him. It looks like that, but with a tail and fins, which those crocodiles did have, if you remember. Because he, like, knocks them back into the water, and then they get covered in ice. So if you remember the- them, then you know what it looks like. I'm not kidding. It looks just like those, and it is kind of crazy and scary. I'd be scared of
1: it. Again, so, so it's says like, you know... Not all descriptions of this monster agree, but one that folklorists continually agree on is that it reported to resemble a serpent, but with legs about 18 inches long on which it marauds along the shoreline. One arguably recorded that it had a large undulating body with about 30 feet of exposed surface of a light cream color moving swiftly through the water at a distance of three miles from the point of observation. They held a naming contest for this animal in... But
0: they don't even know it's real, so how are they going to name
1: it? Well, they named... uh, they named Nessie, and they don't know. Ernie, they don't any... it's just the Loch
0: Ness monster. They just took Nessie and named it that. That's because true. Of Loch Ness. Okay,
1: so there is there What's was a name? there was a tourist company that actually sought to uh, in late in the late uh, let's see where is this the 1996. They uh, took a big Nessie-shaped monster boat out onto Lake onto Bear Lake and did a tour. And, um, basically did these scary tours with tourists regarding Bear Lake. Um, a, uh, another thing that people have done as to kind of parody this, this creature was to make a float at the Garden City, Utah Raspberry Days Parade. And they put a bunch of kids in the float and they labeled it the real Bear Lake monsters. So
0: (laughs) they call their kids,
1: the kid monsters, um, A local judge decided to hold a competition in which local school children uh, were set to name the Leviathan. The judges decided on the name Isabella, which had been been submitted by an 8-year-old girl. (laughs) So, Bear Lake Monster or Isabella, real or not real, do you think? I don't
0: think it's possible, but Isabella.
1: well, I mean, she it could be cute, a girl. She
0: wears cute little bows in her gills. In her gills. That
1: would impede her breathing, in her, yeah.
0: in her fit, or her scales. And she's like, my name's Isabella. But I mean,
1: for what people have said, the way it described, I mean, it really could be, you know, essentially a dinosaur out of time, like out of sync with everything right. else. Something that has evolved to live there and it's deep enough, and there's underground... Uh,
0: but is there multiple? Like, the, how does it stay alive this long? Does it continue to reproduce?
1: Well, that's or? that's the argument with the whole Nessie thing is, that's what cryptid zoologists say. They say, well, there has to be more than two of them mm-hmm. to create a general population. And this lake is, uh, it's humongous. Bear Lake is, it literally it's in the middle of Idaho and Utah, and it's it's really large it's a very large it's a very large lake anyway bear lake it's a uh, 109 square miles that's a lot of it's a lot of water um so it could be real I, I mean i think i think from what i've just from what i've described seems like even at its deepest depths that they that it could be real and they found um cow carcasses and other stuff how does the
0: cows get in the
1: in a submerged cave along the along the shore, on a couple on a, a couple caves along the shore that during like a lot of the year, like when the water recedes a little bit, it's going to recede with the weather. Right. But that during the majority of the year, there's parts of this cave that are submerged and the entrance of the caves are submerged in water, and then there's a part of the cave that's above the water mm-hmm. line. And that they found they, that they found uh, cow carcasses in there, uh, cow bones, skeletons, stuff like that. Which I mean, how are you gonna explain that? That's not. That's more than a fish that's doing that. A cow. A fish can't get up on land, go kill a cow, drag it back to the lake, and bring its body up another thing. It couldn't do that. It, yeah, but neither. There's not fish do you as think that there. could do that? Oh, absolutely. If it has a crocodile, like pretty much crocodile body from the from the neck up. Yeah, and it's if it's got you know, it's a long, it's over thirty feet long. Oh well, baby, yeah. I mean that thing could easily <laughs> if it's a, if it's like this mosasaur, which people say it, it's like could easily climb up on land and uh, you know come. And so again, I'll, I'll I'll finish with my I'll finish with my analysis of this. I do think that there's probably something in this water. I mean the water is very murky. It's it's a clear it's a it's a uh, turquoise lake. There could be all types of weird underground caverns that we don't know about
0: <laughs> sorry Kendrick's over there sticking his paw in the food breaking a little bit up and going like this. And
1: edit that <laughs> out. anyway but I, I do think that this monster is real I think that I don't know that much about it I've, I've learned a lot about it today and there's lots of weird sightings that I've looked up and uh just eyewitnesses accounts that really I mean even to this day are still kind of like makes you wonder like what other animal could there's uh, yes, there's freshwater crocodiles, but not that far west, right? Um, so even if it was a crocodile creature, that would be pretty amazing for not only a freshwater, uh, in the middle of there, there's not that many tributaries leading to this thing. That would be a, a pretty weird twist of fate if there was a crocodile that swam all the way upstream to get to this lake and then it flourished and no one had noticed, right? So
0: well, oh, that's, I guess, do we want to say, like, one thing we're excited about this coming week, or one thing that we are thankful for this week, or something? I'm thankful like, for... Live on, like, a, leave it on a light-hearted note.
1: I am thankful for uh, my family. Uh, I know that sounds stupid. Just had a great Easter with them yesterday. Um, had lots of good food, uh, everything, and looking forward to a fire... I'm going to be having at my parents' house later this week. So,
0: Yeah, I am thankful for, we need to come up with a better name for this little segment. But I am thankful for this coming week, I have to go to a movie for a final tomorrow. And then, I mean, just finals week's coming up, which means that's the end of the semester. And, uh, oh, I'm Goldie Lockiston, Goldie Lockiston, three bears for a project that I'm doing so um I'm the star of the play. The three spoilers are gonna come watch. So yeah. And I'm, be fun. I'm excited. Should be fun. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Catch us wherever you listen. Yeah and we'll see you next week.
1: All right. Thank you guys. Tuning in the cryptic cast.
0: Bye bye.